Why, hello everyone. Welcome to an episode of Orange Juice Optional. And I just want to say, starting off, that yeah, I talked a lot last time. I'm really <laughs> sorry about that. And I used a lot of fillers because I had been enjoying Vegas. So I apologize for that and am aware of it after listening to last week's episode. So oh, I hey, Suzanne. Well, I didn't think you talked too much. Hey, Michelle. I didn't think you talked too much and it was probably refreshing because I'm usually the one that talks the majority of the time. You know, it can be refreshing and you probably don't realize I talk so much because you didn't listen to the episode. But when I listened to it, all those fillers came rushing back. I've been really careful the last year or so, well, since we started the podcast to think about the words that I use and try to... Um, say them more clearly, knock out the filters. But yeah, all progress was lost in last week's episode. But I had a lot of fun. It was fun. It was. I loved the episode. So yes, it's all good. And so did my mom. And she oh. wants me to tell you. I have another message from from my mom to you. Okay, because <laughs> she's a fan girl. She said she made your cookies, the pumpkin cookies. Oh, and she knows that a cookbook exists that you made for your family. And she says she would buy your cookbook in a heartbeat because she just knows that you're a wonderful cook and you have great recipes. Oh, well, isn't that nice of her? And just for the record, I have two cookbooks because I did one for my nieces and nephews on my side of the family. And then the next year I did one for my nieces and nephews on Jeff's side of the family. And they're two separate cookbooks. And they took a heck of a lot of work. So I really appreciate her, her, what would I say, not trust in me, but the fact that she thinks it would be a great cookbook, because it took a heck of a lot of work to make those. Yeah, and she's only seen one page, but off that page, she's like, I bet that took a lot of work. And if you ever do sell them, she would probably buy both versions of it, just so you know. Well, that's really nice. And I could probably get her a copy if she really wanted one. I think she really wants one, but she <laughs> she would buy it in your store. So she was thinking it would be great for you to sell it in your store. Oh, I don't know if they're good enough for actually selling in my store. The first one I did, I was laughing so hard at myself because I was making, I have another really good cookie recipe. And I don't know why this cookie, and maybe I've talked about it before, but it's a banana oatmeal raisin cookie. And it's my other than the pumpkin cookie, it's my all-time favorite cookie. And it seems so healthy to me. So I don't know why this cookie recipe didn't explode when it was first introduced, like the chocolate chip cookie, because it's such a good cookie. <laughs> anyway. You know, <laughs> I'll just say listening to the description, I was initially thinking, ew, banana yeah. and oatmeal and raisin? Mm. Yeah. But hey, I'd be open to trying it. You do not steer me wrong usually when it comes to food or things to try. <laughs> right. Well, it's just, I remember my mom used to make them all the time. Whenever you have old bananas, you know, you can make banana bread. We have a great recipe for banana cake. And the recipe for the banana cake is really about the frosting because it has this amazing frosting. And But these banana oatmeal raisin cookies, and I was when I was eating one the other day, I remembered I had a flashback to my childhood because my mom made them when our bananas would get too ripe. 
and they were my all-time favorite. But most of the time, we were out of raisins, so she would make them without the raisins. And I remember how upset I would be when the cookies didn't have the raisins, because the raisins were the best part of the cookie. And I was laughing because I overload my cookies with raisins because they're so important to me. But it's a great cookie even without the raisins. Okay, I'm just going to be proactive and ask you right now, would you please send me the recipe for those cookies? My mom is not a huge banana fan, but she is a huge frosting fan. Oh, okay. So, well, the, yeah, the it frosting, would probably compensate. Yeah, the frosting goes with the banana cake. I'll send you the banana cake recipe with the frosting because this frosting- Send them both. Okay. Just I'll send them both. I'll send them both. Yeah, I'm getting off on a tangent. We haven't even started talking yet. But this banana, the frosting recipe- goes back to the 1940s when there was a shortage of butter. And so someone created this frosting made out of oleo, which is shortening. And I now make it with butter, not oleo, and it's delicious. But it was a frosting you could make without butter. And it's not too sweet. It has very little sugar in it. And it is such a good frosting recipe. And it is so good with banana cake that yeah, it's so good. Yeah, just send them. I and will. while I'm listening to this, mm-hmm. and you have created two cookbooks, mm-hmm. I know you don't sell them, but you have created them. It just brings me back to that day in your store when you were doing your anniversary party, mm-hmm. and you have a vendor there who is selling these. Uh, what are they called? You know what I'm talking oh, about? The, the cutting boards. boards. The cutting boards. The cutting yeah. boards. Yeah. And the neat thing about these cutting boards is, is you can bring in a family recipe and have it etched onto the cutting board. And I am sad to say I don't have a family recipe. My suggestion was when I got a cutting board, if I were to give them to my kids as a gift, mm-hmm. to put the number of Pizza Hut because there used to be, you know, three three seven two three two three. It was right. a Pizza Hut jingle and my kids all knew that and they all teased me about, oh, are we ordering from three three seven two three two three? That's what I should put on there instead of my own recipe. Well, which you could, which I told you because they're totally customizable. So you could actually put whatever you wanted on that cutting board, which is what I think is so cool about these cutting boards. And one woman that was in our store that day, she just brought in and oh, it touched our hearts so much. She had been in our store for about an hour that day and she enjoyed herself and she loved those cutting boards. And she ordered one for, I think, for every one of her grandchildren. And the other day, but she couldn't figure out how to email the recipe to us because she was an older woman and she had the handwritten recipes from her grandmother on these old crinkled up pieces of paper. And all we had to do is take a photo of it and then email it to the vendor. And she's and they just digitally put that photo on the on the cutting board. But with the grandmother's writing and everything. Yeah, in with the grandmother's oh, writing. So cool. And it That's is so cool. cool. And we were looking and she did three different boards with three different recipes and she's giving and depending on which grandchild she's giving these boards to and she ordered enough for all of her grandchildren using these and when we were putting these together for her I mean we were literally getting choked up because it it was just such a cool cool thing she was doing and yeah and it just made me 
it made me feel so good. I was going to say it made my heart sore because uh, we were, we were all. But sore in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Because we just thought the effort she's going to and, oh, I hope her grandchildren appreciate it because we did. We were like, I want one of these. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I just think that's amazing. And I was trying to think of the recipe I I would put on there for like my mom or my Mm -hmm. mother-in-law because they both have wonderful recipes. And I know my mom is so cringing right now when she's hearing me (laughs) say, I'm just going to put the number of Pizza Hut on the board. (laughs) But wouldn't your kids love that? Wouldn't they just think that is hilarious? I think they would think it's hilarious, but they might be like, uh, but you know, Having a, a mom who's a very good baker and you always had her recipes out, that probably is very cringeworthy. But probably. I still want to do that for them. I want to do one for my mom. But now that she she does listen, as yeah. my mother-in-law, they'll know what I'm doing. So get me your favorite recipes. <laughs> yeah, there That's you go. That's what I'm saying to my mom and Sue right now when yeah, they listen. That's right. Just one, though. Yeah. Let's get it done. Yeah. So... That was really fun. And let's see, what else has been going on since Vegas? Oh, sang karaoke last night. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't think everyone listening was saying wow, but that was fun. (laughs) It's something out of my comfort zone. But when I get into the vibe, I do think I'm like Madonna or Cher or someone when I'm really not. I have have heard you. I have heard you karaoke and you are really good. I just want to point out that I have the worst singing voice in the world. The worst. There's no one worse than me. And no, no one will hear me sing. No person ever will hear me sing until I got a grandson. (laughs) And now I sing to my poor grandson all the time, all of these children. And when you came and you met my grandson and you were singing in your very melodic voice that you have, I was like, oh, to be able to sing like that. Because all my grandson is getting from me is this tone deaf voice that just belts it out for him and he loves it. Yeah, that's the best thing about, you know, grandbabies. They don't know any difference. But I heard you sing and you're not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's very gracious of you to say that. I'm no, bad. No, you're not. You sounded good. Well, I was singing to my grandson. so And it's full of heart. And I was a preschool teacher, so I know a lot of different songs. And I know how to make voices for kids to like the songs. Well, and I was trying to remember if that night you sang um, the Itsy Bitsy Spider, because my son Zoom called me the other day because Logan was singing the Itsy Bitsy Spider and I and he was doing all of the motions and I was like oh so sweet and I thought did he learn that from Michelle well I would like to take credit I do think I did it just one time but he wouldn't have picked it up off one time so well but he recognized well, maybe he would have maybe he would have I don't know he's a pretty bright yeah, kid just say he is <laughs> so stinking cute yeah yeah, and it was so precious to see him singing the Itsy Bitsy Spider. Oh, I loved it. So, yeah. And so now you are getting ready to go on another trip. I am. I am so. I'm going to this weekend I'm headed to Atlanta because my daughter and her husband just moved into a new townhome 
in Atlanta, which we're very excited about. And then next weekend, I will be going to Seattle because my son and daughter-in-law are moving into their new home that they have been looking for for over a year. So yeah, it's an exciting time. And it's Halloween, so you get to see your grandson trick-or-treat. I do. He's going to be blue. And all dressed up. Yep. He's going to be bluey, if anyone knows who bluey is. Which... I did not know before meeting your grandson who bluey is, but I do know now. And he loves bluey, so it's very fun. Yeah. Well, those are fun times to look mm-hmm. forward to. So I'm excited for you. Yeah. And I will be getting on an airplane. And I'm going to transition into what we're going to talk about today because... I was listening to a radio show. God, I just age myself when I call it a radio show, but I was driving and I had my station on and they were talking about a flight they took back from London to Phoenix recently. And he posed the question, would you ever consider tipping a flight attendant? And I laughed out loud when I heard him ask that question. And so then he asked everyone, you know, in his control room, what do you think? Do you tip a flight attendant? And one of the responses was, for what? (laughs) And he said there was a couple sitting in front of him on the plane that had ordered a drink. And he was from England. And he tried to tip the flight attendant. And she couldn't accept it because of the airline's policies, she couldn't accept that tip. But it got him to thinking, hmm, have you ever considered tipping a flight attendant? Are you asking me that question right now? Or are you just repeating the question? It was, it was just a question that he said, I was repeating it. But now I am asking you, have you ever considered tipping a flight attendant? I have not actually ever considered And I don't know why, but I never have what I have done for flight attendants or people who offer exceptional service during my flight experience. Usually I can fill out a customer comment card. Mm -hmm. And so I will do that. Well, and that's very nice of you. How about you? Would you tip a a flight attendant or someone helping you along the way? It never occurred to me ever, never even entered my realm of possibility. I oftentimes see people, uh, usually I think it's other airline employees when they get on a plane, they'll hand a flight attendant like a box of chocolate or, you know, some little treat when they get on the plane. But I think that's kind of like a secret code between employees for the airline. I have seen that too. And I would agree. It's usually somebody who works for the airline or another airline as they come on. Right. And I think it's just a way of introducing themselves or identifying themselves as another employee. But no, I have never done that. But it leads me into our topic today because I have a list, a long list of people. Do we tip? Should we tip? Is it mandatory to tip? Is it acceptable to tip? And I just kind of want to get your thoughts on it. And I love this topic. And once you said, do you think we could, you know, spend the whole hour on tipping? I started putting together a list myself of like, 
experiences I've had or questions I might have about tipping. And I think we can do this. And I did find a quiz. Oh, yeah. And yeah, the quiz is more about this situation happened. How would you adjust the tip? And then at the end, you get your score. So like 13 scenarios. So we got to leave time for that at the end. Okay. I think that's a really good um, thing to do. So we will make time for it. So Okay. So where do you want to start on all this? Because I got my notes. Okay. Well, what's first on your list of notes? Well, the first thing on my list of notes, and actually it really could be shared anywhere throughout this, but I consider myself a very generous tipper, especially after COVID when you know, people are there working and there's a shortage and so more demands are being put on their time. So I really do try to tip wait staff, bar staff, good. And so my one thought about tipping, and this was the very first thing that came to mind, is I have a credit card that gives me percentages back when I go out to eat. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if I use it at a restaurant, I get 2% back or something like that. So I'd like to use that card when I go out. However, when I generous tip... I always get a message from the credit card company asking me if I really meant to tip that much. And it annoys me. It annoys me. I mean, I know they're only looking out for me and wanting to make sure I'm not getting taken advantage of, but I don't want to answer for the amount I decide to tip. And if I'm being generous, it's usually because I know the person, they offered really good service, I appreciate them, and it's just my way of showing that. Okay, so this begs the question, what do you consider a generous tip? What percentage is standard? Because this number has evolved. It has gone up over the years. At least it has for me personally. And I think the standard across the board has gone up. So what is your standard tip? And what is a generous tip percentage? Oh my gosh, why are you doing this to me? Well, (laughs) (laughs) okay, well, first, before we get to that, Uh, Let's clarify a couple things. We're talking about dining experiences right Right now, now, correct? Yes, yes. So do you tip on the full amount of the bill or or do you tip excluding the tax? Okay, I'm- What is your general- uh, And this is really funny because when you and I first started meeting for lunch or dinner or whatever, and we would split the bill- I always found this so amusing because when I tip, I make it as simple as I can. (laughs) I will round up my tip. I will tip on the total number. I don't subtract tax. I don't, nothing. I just, as simple as possible, and I round up, and that's my tip. So I will include the tax. Whereas when I first met you, you, which I love, I love that you do this, is that you made your tax or your tip equal an even amount at the end of the bill. So if the bill was 20, 20, (laughs) you would tip 480 (laughs) to get it to an even $25. And I, I loved that. I thought that never even occurred to me. But I do tip on tax. 
Okay, I tip on tax too. And just going back to that real quick, that used to be my tipping practice. Like, let's say the bill was twenty four fifty two. The last two numbers had to equal zero zero or five zero, but usually zero zero. But uh-huh. and it didn't matter if Rob and I sat there and I had him check my numbers when he would get the credit card bill at the end of the month and be going through checking off because you know mm-hmm. he collects receipts, <laughs> right? Um, checking off each item, it never rounded up right. And he's like, what are you doing, Michelle? Your math is so bad. And so I took offense. And so I'd have my calculator with me and I would always add it up that way and it would still happen. So I don't know if they couldn't read my writing or what happened, but now I just go, I look at it, I take the number. So let's say it's, again, 2550. I round it up to... (laughs) How do I do this? I'm trying I'm trying to say it to make it the most. So, okay, let's say 2550. I round it up to 30. I double 30, which would be a $6 tip mm-hmm. on $25 and that's 20% and then if service is better, I go up from that. If service is not quite as good, I don't mind going down from that, but not much. Even when service is bad, uh, that's hard. Mm-hmm. I don't go down much from 20%. I will go up above 20% and mm-hmm. occasionally I will drop to 15%, but that's very rarely. And I have to be really mad about what just happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I, I I hate to correct your math, <laughs> but if you take a 2550, 2550 and 20% of that would then, or 20% of 2550 would be, Ten dollar or eleven dollar tip, but if you're no. rounding that number up to thirty, then a twenty percent would be. I think you're wrong on this one. Am I? So twenty five because this is scaring me because twenty five and twenty five is what I do is I say well, it's 10, a five dollar tip. It's a five dollar tip, right? So I go up to the next whole number in my mind. So I look at twenty five fifty. I think of. The, the whole number, like the next right. 30, 30, the three, I double the three, which is six, which would be 20% of 30. Right. But if on a $25 tab, then you're really paying yeah. like 22%, not 20% is my point. No, that's what I, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Now I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Like um, <laughs> I, I always go up to the next so full dollar. Right. I tip on that amount, which is generally above 20%. And then I go either up or down from that. I never right. go down to $2 and then yeah. tip off of the $2 and add up. I go up to the next. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It <laughs> I does. hope it I'm makes, not confusing you yeah. too much. No, no, no. It makes perfect sense. But my point to that is, so you really don't have any problem cushioning your 20% standard. So 20, I have no problem doing yeah, that because it makes math easier for me. Yeah. 20% is your threshold. And just to make your math easier, you'll bump it up to 30 and figure it from there at, to get your 20%, but you may be cushioning your 20%. Absolutely correct. Yes. Okay. And Our I'm- listeners are probably so incredibly <laughs> confused right now because I'm a little confused, but I get what you're saying. Right. Well, it is. It's one of those things that every time I get in a situation, not with the restaurant anymore, just because... That's so commonplace. But when I get into a situation, I'm like, okay, 
what am I going to tip? Am I, am I tipping 10%, which I never tip 10%, 15%, 20%, 30%, what, what's good standard tip? What's my base? And you're saying 20% is your base. Yeah, with the cushion, probably 22%. Right. And then I go up and down from there. But you know, it gets a little bit tricky too, mm-hmm. when you are splitting the bill with somebody, then they ask you what you're going to tip. And I know I'm a generous tipper. So that's a little bit hard because I don't want anyone to feel they have to match my tip. I'm just making it easy for me. And I am thankful for the service I'm getting and that these people are out there working. And I know they're a lot of times short staffed. And so it puts more pressure on them. And I really just want to say thank you. So yeah, I think that is legit. I'm not saying I have that issue when I go with you and Jeff to dinner, <laughs> where I have, I'm just saying in general, when people say to me, how much are you tipping? I do sometimes feel bad saying it. Right. Well, but, I think that's how I learned in the beginning, because I we probably split a tab and I asked you how much you were tipping. And then you explained to me how you have to zero out the, <laughs> and I just loved that whole concept. It's like, wow, I love that. I love that. Yeah, but be sure to write clearly or it doesn't work (laughs) very well. Yeah, and then your husband, if he collects receipts, is yelling at you. Not yelling, but just like frustrated. As any good accountant would do, collect receipts and audit them. Yeah, absolutely. That's what he does. Yep, yep. So... What is your standard then now? What your what is do you have a percentage that you try to stay right around or I would say for for waiters or waitresses, yeah, we pretty much hold to twenty percent, but I will definitely round up. And if I feel like it's been exceptional service, I have been known to do twenty five to thirty percent if it's exceptional service. If it's like wow. I mean, they couldn't have done anything better. Right. And you would not only give them a great tip, but you would come back to the restaurant. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Which I don't want to jump ahead, but I do just have this quick story to tell, which Jeff and I learned when we were very young and newly married. And back in that day, 10% Back in that day, God, I, I'm still kind of hung up on this old age thing that I'm, you know, processing because of my recent birthday. <laughs> but back in the old days, <laughs> it was a 10% was standard tipping. You know, that was just across the board. That's what everyone did. But we were in New Orleans with the president of Textron on business. And his wife took us to dinner and we loved this man. And he parked, he went into this parking garage and had the attendant park his car. And he gave the guy like a 20 for parking his car, in addition to the fee it cost to park the car there. And I think Jeff made some comment to him and he said, always take care of these people (laughs) or your people. He said, the people that take care of you you take care of them because then they like taking care of you. You never want them to resent taking care of you. So he said, you tip everyone really well because they're taking care of you. So you take care of them. And that has always stuck with me. And I love that. And it is so incredibly true. I mean, it's 
you know, just showing your thanks and your appreciation for a job well done. And yes, yeah, yeah. And so, which led me to where this goes, because that was the first time in our lives that it even occurred to us that you would tip your parking attendant in a garage, where you're in a garage and the guy be in the booth comes out and says, hey, Mr. Huners, you know, let me park that car for you. And in that point in our lives, it's like, oh my God, are we supposed to be tipping him? And so this leads me to my next round of questions about who do you tip and how much, and and is it 20% across the board or are there different thresholds depending on who it is you're tipping? Right. And I do want to talk about that because I have a whole list about that too. But can we just get back real quick to splitting the check and like tipping etiquette when it comes to that? Yes, let's do that. Okay. I will say one faux pas that I find on the restaurant side is sometimes, you know, at the bottom of the bill, let's say we have split a a ticket, but on the bottom of each individual check, it shows the tip amount that should happen Mm -hmm. all inclusive. Like it takes the bill total and then puts that on each receipt. Like this is what the tip should be. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. If you want to do 10%, this is how much it is. If you want to do 15%, this is how much it is. Right. But it doesn't just show here you've paid half. So this is what the tip should be on half of it. Right. It's at the bottom of each bill. It is showing what the tip should be on the whole bill. And if you've been drinking, not that I'm saying I have, sometimes you just look at that number and throw it on up there. And so then they get a really big tip and my credit card company's like, what are you doing? Well, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. So I was thinking about that. And then I was thinking about, okay, and this is an etiquette question too. Mm -hmm. Have you ever gone back and corrected the other person's tip? Like if someone else is paying the bill and you happen to see the amount they're tipping and you're just like, oh, that's a little low. Have you ever gone back and put cash on the table? (laughs) Heck yeah. I think I've actually told this story on our podcast before because back in the day, same time period, we were in Florida and a gentleman took us out to dinner. And in at that time, the dinner, which was like $225, which to Jeff and I was an exorbitant amount for dinner, the gentleman paying the bill and he was treating us to dinner, couldn't read the amount So he asked the waitress what the amount was. And she said, oh, sir, it's $225. And he gave her a $5 tip on a $225 bill. And she had run her butt off for him. He sent food back. He complained. You know, he would be that person that said, can I get some salt and pepper? And then she'd bring the salt and pepper and he'd say, can I get some ketchup? And then she'd go get the ketchup. And then she'd come back and he'd say, I changed my mind. Can you get me beans instead of broccoli? You know, the whole meal was like that. And then he gave her a $5 tip. And Jeff was it accidental? No, he asked her because he couldn't read it. And then he said, Oh, because he had her write in the amount. He said, "Will you write in $5. And so she had to write in the $5 amount on the tab. Oh, that's and horrible. she was in tears 
And Jeff and I were, we were horrified. So then we got up to leave the restaurant and there we were all walking out. And I said to Jeff, I'm going to quick run to the bathroom. And so they kept walking out and I went back to the table and I put a 20 on the table, which probably wasn't enough, but that's all I had in my purse at the time. But I at least went back and put a 20 on the table and then I ran out. So that's my story. What about you? Do you do that? I have done that. And I'm just going to say that is a horrible story because on so many levels, he had her write in $5. Like, I don't think, you know, that's horrible. <laughs> it was. It was horrible. We were and so degrading. Like, yeah. I feel so bad all these years later. And I never, I wasn't even at the dinner. I know. Well, and I said that stuck with me as much as the other lesson we learned during that same time period. It's like, yeah, that stuck with me my, <laughs> until now because it's like, I never want to treat someone like that. <laughs> no. And I mean, those two back-to-back experiences, one that was so incredibly positive with a good message and another one that was so degrading. Oh my gosh. Right, right. Throwing out to the universe, like treat her well <laughs> because <laughs> I that know. sucked. I know. That was yeah, a- no, I I have in the past seen a tip amount and gone back and put a little bit of more cash on the, the table just to Mm-hmm. Soften that blow. <laughs> right. And you do it very discreetly. I know you well enough to know that you would do that very re- discreetly. You would not make an issue about it. You would just do it. Oh, absolutely not. Because everybody has something they're they're basing that on. And the older generations, mm-hmm. it was always, as you said, it used to be 10% standard. In their mind, it still might be a 10% standard. So. Right. Right. It just, Yeah. Which makes me laugh. And I'll just share this because my dad always does this if we're splitting the bill and they bring the credit, you know, we they come and get the credit cards, they take it, run both credit cards. And when they bring it back, my dad will be like, oh, the milling card is mine because he knows we'll tip better. <laughs> he wants to look like the one tipping better. <laughs> oh, he is so funny. <laughs> That's so hilarious. I- Yeah, that always makes me smile. But another way to get around this where you don't have to do split checks, and I just recently learned about this when I was in Vegas, I I learned about this app called Splitwise. And let's say the gang of six was going on a trip. Mm -hmm. And we've never done it this way because we all we figure it comes out in the wash, but we could. So you know, you pick up a meal, we pick up a meal. JC and Christy pick up a meal and then we take those receipts and we enter them in and then it computes like what you've paid towards it and then it splits like the total cost in three ways and then gives you credit for what you've paid. I know it sounds complicated and you're like too complicated. We'll just keep doing it the other way. But it really is just another way to look at how to do things. You know, everybody takes a turn buying. You put all three dinners in. You figure out what the shared amount is and... Well, nobody feels taken advantage of or not that we ever have. That wouldn't be a bad idea, though, on a business trip where everyone's taking turns picking up the company dinner just because occasionally that becomes an issue where the same person picks up the company dinner, you know, and it's always you know, a company expense, it's always reimbursed, but yet it's going on your, you know, on your card. 
but it would be a good way to see, okay, well, here's what everyone's, you know, their contribution during that right. week. Yeah. And I I just heard that. I thought, oh, yeah. Yeah, I kind of like kinda that. Kind of simplifies everything. And again, not that we ever feel taken advantage of or anything no. like that. I'm just saying no, it could be a solution for mm-hmm. girls going on a girl trip or guys going on a golf trip. I know. Trip it's a great idea. Just take out take out that little bit of awkwardness because Mm -hmm. I don't know when it comes to money, it's always feels a little awkward. It does. It does. Well, so here is, which I actually love, love, love this, but here is another way to do it, which I have done a couple times with my sister-in-laws. I, I taught them this. I feel pretty good about this because we both know what Venmo is where you just electronically send people money And when we're sitting at a table trying to figure out a bill, I really hate trying, you know, getting one bill and then splitting it three ways. And then I do too, you know, and and I will always say, you know, for the, (laughs) just to make it easy, let me just put this on my card. And, you know, and I really do have that mentality. It all comes out in the wash eventually anyway, you know, so it's like, let me just put it on my card because it's just so easy much easier. And then we don't have those awkward moments. But now with Venmo, you can send a request. So I could get home back to my hotel after dinner, and then I can send a request. If it feels like, okay, they really didn't want me to pick up that tab through Venmo, I can send a request and say, hey, you know, I'm requesting $22.40 for your portion of dinner. And then they can just electronically send me the money. And I love that (laughs) because then there's no scene at the restaurant. Nobody feels bad. Nobody feels awkward. And and I said that to my sister-in-law last time I saw them. I said, yeah, just Venmo it to me. And then they can Venmo it to me right then and there. Or it just kind of holds there on the Venmo app in their account until they're ready to pay me. And it's like, I love that. Yeah, no, I am new to Venmo, but it, it makes it easier because it is always that awkward moment. And I just, yeah. I mean, honestly, sometimes I sit there going, oh, it's always so awkward at the end. But knowing that that option's available takes that away. I know. So okay. So I know that's really not about tipping. So maybe we'll move on now, transition to uh, your suggestion of other people you tip. Okay. So I'm just going to ask you, about a few people that in my world, it's like, do I tip them? Do I not tip them? When do I tip them? How often do I tip them? And I'm just going to see what you say. And obviously, since you and I are both, we travel so much, let's go down the hotel road. So you get to the hotel and obviously the bellman, if you need help with your bags, So do you tip him when he's taking the bags out of the car or do you wait until he delivers them to the room or do you do both? Well, typically I just handle my own bags because I'm worried something's going to get lost or stolen. (laughs) (laughs) But when I'm in a more trusting mood, not, I I just am a control freak. I like to have my stuff with me, but I will tip him when they bring it to the room. Okay. So then do you tip them per bag or do you tip them a flat 
great. Like I always give them, you know, and I'm just saying as an example, I always give them 20 to 20 bucks. I always give them five bucks. And what is that appropriate rate? Okay. So I typically tip them whatever bill I have in my wallet. So if I have you know, that is appropriate. I wouldn't obviously give them a $1 bill, but, you know, usually 10 to $20. But it does say a hotel bellhop, it says $1 to $2 per bag for multiple bags or up to $5 for a single bag. That is according to consumerreports.org. Okay. See, because that's, this is where I always worry because it's like, okay, because I usually have either a five or a 10, I kind of do like you do. And it'll depend on um, how many bags they're actually carrying for me. But yeah, I always hate giving a five and then thinking, oh, do they think I cheaped out? Because that's always a fear of mine. It's like, did I cheap out and only give him five when most people give him 10? And, and I had read somewhere that you're supposed to tip two dollars per bag that they are delivering for you but again then that then you're dealing with math and right and you know you can't look at that way like most people will tip them 10 because there are several people that will tip nothing true so anything is better than nothing Mm -hmm. but i do try to just have a bill like a ten dollar bill or something okay ready for them so let's talk about the valet who parks your car Mm-hmm. So you say, do you tip them when they take your car or when they deliver your car? Or do you have to tip them both when they take your car to park it and when they bring the car back to you? I tip when they bring the car back to me. So you never because tip some, when they take the car. Somebody told me once that you only tip when they bring it back to you. And I just always followed that rule because I didn't know. So maybe Mm -hmm. I should tip at that time too. But then my question is, you really like the valet that took your car. And when you go to pick your car up, he's not working. And you're tipping someone else. And I suppose the valets, there's that, again, secret code that they probably share all of their tips. At the end of the day, they all pool their money and then split it 10 ways. I would hope that's what they do because that's what always worries me is the person taking my car may not be the same person delivering my car. And it would be the same with the bellman. The bellman taking the bags out of my car may not be the same guy delivering them to my room. That's all true. And a good way and good something I should think about Mm -hmm. moving forward. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, I just, and I'll just interject because I know this is where you're going next. You're going into housekeeping next. And- was I right? No, but but oh, it's shit. on my list. Housekeeping is okay. on my list. Because I just realized that I've probably been doing a faux pas there too in the fact that I tip like $5 a day, but my room is clean. Like I pick up after myself. I usually make the bed before I leave. I don't leave a big mess, a big footprint. And so $5 a day is generally what I do. However, mm-hmm. I wait until I leave and just leave like if I was there four nights, I leave a $20 bill mm-hmm. instead of doing it every day. But again, it might be someone different coming in every day or it lapses onto a weekend and it's someone different. So I should actually tip every day, I think. Well, and I was thinking about that same exact thing for housekeeping because 
Okay, first, I mean, it hasn't been that long since I realized that I should be tipping housekeeping. I don't know how long that's been a thing, but it's probably been a thing a lot longer than I knew it was a thing because there were a lot of years I never left a tip at all in the room. And when we were just in Las Vegas, there was actually an envelope on the desk for the tip. And I thought, well, that's pretty bold. <laughs> you know, and it it said, here's what we do for you. Please feel free to leave us a tip. And it's like, wow, okay then. But yeah, if I'm there on a Thursday, Friday, I'm getting a different cleaning crew than on a Saturday, Sunday. And if like Thursday's housekeeper did this incredible job and Saturday's housekeeper did a terrible job, then Saturday, Sunday housekeeper is going to get the benefit of the tip from the good housekeeper on Thursday, Friday. So true. So I think you're right. I think we have to leave it for housekeeping. We have to leave a tip every day. Instead, because I do like you do now, I'll put, you know, a 20 in at the end of my trip and leave it in the envelope. And who knows if they pool it or if, you know, (laughs) the Friday housekeeper gets all the tips. (laughs) Right. No. And that's so incredibly true. My issue and the hardest part about me leaving something every day is I don't carry a lot of cash on me. And so to have fives or tens or, you know, ones Mm -hmm. readily available, I should, when I travel, always just pack my wallet with them, but I never think of it. And so just that 20 at the end has always just been convenient to me, but not convenient to them that I now realize. Right. Yeah. So it's to just talking about it makes me think harder about it because yeah, you kind of get into your, your routines, but the one that we skipped over to go to housekeeping was, okay, so you're at the front desk and they give you a complimentary room upgrade. Do you tip the person at the front desk? I do not. (laughs) I never even thought about doing that, but maybe I should. Well, only if I'm in Las Vegas, because I was told that in Las Vegas, that's how you get the room upgrades is you offer a tip which if you offer the tip ahead of time, then it's more like a bribe. <laughs> but Yeah, I know it's more like a bribe. Do you say something like, do you have any upgrades available for me and slide a 20 across the table? Like, what do you do? That's, I think that's common practice in Las Vegas, or it used to be. That may have gone away over the years, but that used to be common practice is you slide that 20 across the desk. But then is it like, is 20 appropriate or does it need to be a 50? I don't know. <laughs> Again, it's well, like, <laughs> maybe it just needs to be a one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, just food for thought. I don't know. I and yeah. I I would not tip the front desk if they upgraded my room, gave me a complimentary upgrade. I would not tip. It never occurred to okay. me to tip. Yeah, and, yeah, me me either. So mm-hmm. interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of food yeah. for thought there. Yeah. Okay. okay. So who else do you have on your list? And how are we doing on time since you have um, the... We're doing okay. Well, we are kind of okay. racing through this. Okay. Well, I have so many on my list because it's like, I have to go back around to the restaurant one again, because what if you have takeout food and you're picking ah, up takeout, one. do you tip on takeout food? I always do, but I know from what I've read they say it's not necessary, but I do leave something. Okay, so 
I do too. I always do. But then I get really mad if I get home and they messed up my order. And it's like, dang it, I left them such a good tip too. And, you know, my meal's missing <laughs> or they gave me the wrong meal. But I always tip. But what about when you go through drive throughs Like, for no. example, Starbucks. Never thought of it. Yeah. I don't drink coffee. So we're some, no, no. Mm-hmm. Because when you go into a Starbucks, there's always the tip jar there. And they kind of invented the tip for coffees, you know. But when you're going through the drive-through, especially when I use my app, my Starbucks app, I never do a tip. And I'll get a little message that says tip available. And then you can click on that link and leave a tip. But if it's a drive-through, I never tip. And I don't know why, because if I went into the store, I would leave a tip in the tip jar. So it's interesting. Yeah. And speaking of restaurants, there's two more that I thought of. Mm -hmm. And it's not fast food, but I was reading somewhere and I slaughter this word every time I say it. (laughs) The wine guy. Oh, sommelier. How do you say it? I don't know. I say sommelier. But that's not right either. (laughs) I tip on the entire bill. So the full bottle of wine. And I'm assuming that they are compensating the person who comes over and talks to us about the wines and does a nice presentation. Mm-hmm. But maybe they're not. Maybe we're supposed to be tipping that person when they're there at the table. And I've never thought of that before. I just leave a good tip at the end and figure that that person will get their share too, but maybe not. I know. I know. And yeah, so yeah, there are so many questions, but I do have to jump ahead and get out of the restaurant business. Because- but can I just do one more in the yes. restaurant? Yes, do one more. Just one the- more. Yes, absolutely. Some- some upscale restaurants, uh-huh. and you don't know it until you go in, have a bathroom attendant. Oh, that good when one. you go in, you just get up, you go to the bathroom, you don't normally have your purse or your wallet with you. And if you don't know, they're standing there wanting a tip and you don't have it. So you're like, well, next time I come in, I, I'll, I'll bring a tip, I promise. But you don't right. want to go back in there because you're embarrassed. You just couldn't leave a tip. Right. I know. That's a really good one. I'm glad you brought that one up because I've even been in hotels where there's an elevator attendant. Do you tip the elevator attendant? And I mean, you don't see that very often anymore, but you do see it. And I think you're supposed to tip the elevator guy. And I don't know. I don't know either. I've never thought about that, but I don't usually have someone in the elevator pushing the button for me. Although I heard in COVID, they were hiring people to do that. So it was only one person touching the button, but I don't know. Right, right. Well, it's like a doorman at a really nice department store or in a really nice hotel. They have a man who just stands there and opens the door for you. Do you tip the doorman? And I never have tipped the doorman. Do you? I never have either. And now I feel bad about that. I know, right? And I didn't like, consider it. I know. But then, but think about it. Then you pull up to your hotel. So you're tipping the valet, you're tipping the bellman, you're tipping the doorman, you're tipping the front desk, you're tipping housekeeping. I mean, there's a lot of tipping going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I don't ever carry that much cash. That um, is my problem. I, I just need to stack my wallet. Mm-hmm. And we do have to jump ahead to your quiz and... I will have to come back to my questions about what about the workmen who come to your house and what about the people who wash your windows? What about your hairdresser? What about your mailman? What about your delivery person? You know, all of those people, 
we're we're going to have to come back to that. It's a whole nother episode because I have a list. Okay, well a maybe you maybe you just want to do this list now, and then at the beginning of the next episode, we'll take the first ten minutes to do the quiz. And then people will be coming back to hear. Well, I think we the have, next episode. I think we have to take your quiz because I'm a little worried that we're going to run out of time. I have a long list of people that I want to okay. know if I should be tipping it. That's a whole. It's a whole nother hour of conversation. Okay, well, this quiz does have like 13 things on it. Do we have time for 13 things? Okay. So, Michelle, I I hate to say it, but I did not save us enough time to do your quiz. We don't have time for 13 items. So I just think I have to say we have to do a tipping episode part two. So we can get... I kind of like the idea of that. Yeah, because I have a long list of questions here and I still want to take your quiz. So I think we have to do part two. Uh, You want to take my quiz and you value my opinion so much to know what I think about the other things. And I appreciate that. So yes, yes, Suzanne, let's do a part two on tipping. And you were worried we wouldn't have enough for an hour. (laughs) I know. I didn't take into account all of the anecdotes I have to tell with every case so yeah because it's sparked by something right exactly an experience so exactly well good well i am looking forward to episode two on tipping so we'll do that one next week and people can tune back in and hear the quiz yeah and take the quiz themselves in their own in their own mind in their own mind, yes. And I think it's a quiz where you ask the question and then what would you do? And right there, you view the results for each quiz. So at each one, you'll see which percentage a person would do. Oh, good. I think. I haven't okay. done it yet. I was saving that for you. So Okay. Oh, well, Anyhow, I Well, I guess with all that shared, I'm going to go and... I don't know, (laughs) reevaluate my whole tipping structure there so I don't look so lame and not knowing next time. So until next time, everyone, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.